Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and your smart speakers. They play ESPN, we pop up. You can download the podcast. We're on ESPN, too. Everywhere. Um, guys, first of all, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Top, good top morning. of the hour to you. Top of the morning to you, Key. Hi. 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 <laughs> Hi, I'm Key. Hello. How are you doing Hi, here, I'm Jason? Dave. I'm not I'm for well. everyone shirt I'm Key's rocking well. today. I'm doing well, Joseph, and yourself. I've always had this shirt, though. Y'all act like y'all never seen this shirt. I don't, hey, know. Joe, I, I, reading, I don't sit around reading people's shirts usually. That's hey, the thing. Hey, Joe, why is he at the club later on today? You want to hit some pitching wedge? <laughs> I'm not for everyone, by the way. It's better than I'm not for anyone. That would be a problem. But everyone works, I think. None of us work. is for everyone, right? Right. right. Exactly. I mean, it's just the reality of the world that we live in. That's the way. You know, here I go with my Aaron Rodgers voice. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> as soon as you started like, talking that way, as soon as you started being philosophical. <laughs> yeah, you know, none of us is yeah, really for I just, everyone. Yesterday, I, I um, took some story. time to reflect, and I realized No, I, I did take some time to reflect yesterday did on the series. Did you do a cleanse as well? No, I was hanging out in uh, Malibu at the beach and just having some lunch and mm-hmm. just chilling. Yeah. It was a little cool, but I got a chance to just think about the show and you guys and some of the stuff that we do and Were you how we go about um, Were you trying key? to... I was just thinking about how we put the show together this morning and what we're going to do and getting prepared for our call. It was it was uh, quite refreshing, I must say, Max Kellerman. Key, okay? did you, did you, were you earthing? Yeah, earthing. Do you know what so earthing means? Do you, have, no, are you into this now? Have no, you guys I'm been doing into, earthing? No, I'm not into you earthing. Let your feet sink into the ground so you can feel the planet underneath you, center... Ground yourself. <laughs> Breathe in. Everybody, even if, if yeah. you're driving right now, just, well, don't close your eyes. Just keep your eyes open if you're driving. But still. Unless you're in a Tesla, you yeah. can close your eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got to put it in autopilot. <laughs> but let me tell you something. You still have to keep your hands on the wheel. I'm like, so what I got an autopilot for? <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> got to keep my hands on the wheel. All right. Um, one of the things we planned out this morning as Key was meditating was a little Adam Schefter sound, ESPN mm. senior mm. NFL insider on the Ari Mirov NFL show. Um, this is on the Jimmy G trade. Remember when Jimmy G came out a couple weeks ago? He just was talking like he assumed he was out of there. And then also Trey Lance's development. Listen to Shefty. He's developing the right way. They, they, they are happy with him. But I go back to my initial statement is that he didn't play college football at all two years ago. He's coming from a small school to begin with. And there is a steep learning curve for a quarterback like that who's blessed with a lot of talent who they still are very high on. It's not a reflection of whether they think he's going to make it. Look, we said this last year, and people said, no, come on, they're not keeping Garoppolo. They're trading him. Well, he played. And and, And by the way, maybe they do trade him. I'm not telling you you're wrong. It still is absolutely on the table that he could be moved, and I think he believes he's going to be. I'm just giving you the other side that I don't think it's a lock that he's going to be traded. He very well might, but it's not a lot. Key. No, not yeah. at all. No, I'm just saying no, not at all. Yeah, I mean, like, you and I, we've talked about this. Garoppolo's listen, he made deeper runs recently than almost anybody, right, in two, the two years he was healthy. But the Trey Lance of it all is interesting to me because I remember when he was drafted. Forget about what the draft picks they gave up to him, how it's normally done, da 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 all this stuff. When he was drafted, or even before that, what we were hearing about Trey Lance is – 
maybe he has the highest upside, but he's the farthest away, mm-hmm. right? Now, a year later, it's like, oh, is he ready to take over? Well, wh- what changed that people assume that he's ready to take over now? Because everything Shefty just said about the perception of him at least a year ago is true, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think when you, when you look at it and they drafted – up to get him and they traded and did all the finagling and they moved away from Mac Jones reportedly uh, was going to be the guy to Trey Lance and immediately you looked at a talented player versus a player that didn't win the Super Bowl and Jimmy Garoppolo a throw away from uh, getting a Lombardi trophy the first thing people started to say well he's got a year and then he's gone he's going to teach him all the different things but now as you look at the development of Trey Lance you say to yourself okay he is certainly as Adam said they like him He's certainly doing things in practice that they like and things of that nature, but practice is not a game. But then when you go back and you look at Jimmy Garoppolo taking him to an NFC championship game and not taking him, meaning like the whole thing is on him, Mm -hmm. just being a part of that for whatever juju reason out there that he continues to win, he continues to win. Now you look at the number. You say he's going to cost him about $25 million with one year. Now what John Lynch and Shanahan has to do is make a decision – do we bring him back for a mid-number at a quarterback, a cheap for a quarterback at $25 million, or do we trade him for a low first-round, second-round, high second-round type pick and run it and roll the dice with Trey Lance, or do we say to ourselves, hmm, if we bring him back and all of a sudden he takes us to the Super Bowl and wins, now we stuck with a guy that we traded all this stuff to go up and get who now is three years removed from college, who we got to finally make a decision on to play, but we got a Super Bowl winning quarterback. But we missed out trading and getting those picks, Jay. So they're kind of going back and forth in their mind about what the best decision is going to be for the 49ers moving forward. But, Key, I hear the – you know, frustration and how difficult the decision may be, but I'm – who gives me the best chance to win right now? Like, that's, that's easy. It that's seems Jimmy Garoppolo G. by so yeah, much. That's Jimmy yeah, it seems G. like Jimmy G. That's Jimmy G. And when I look at how this team is composed and I look at how close they were last year and I look at the numbers of who this team was without Jimmy G compared to who they are with Jimmy G, if Trey Lance is nowhere close to being ready, then I'm willing to bite the bullet. See, I, I'm the type of dude, if I made a mistake, all right, like I messed up. Okay, but also right, like, like I, what I, why is it why is it like a biting the bullet, Jay? Like to me, the plan is working. If they like, if they like what they're seeing from Trey Lance, but he's not ready, then perfect. The reason you just made it to the NFC Championship game, you did better than almost any team in football. Only two teams did better did better than you, right? And one yeah. team did as well. In in out of thirty two. And, and t- three years ago, last time Jimmy G was healthy, only one team did better than you. They had Patrick Mahomes and then just barely, right? So you're doing great if you're the Niners. Yeah, no, And you, you're you, developing a young quarterback. Why, are, why is this a problem? I, I think, I, I think, I think problem, what I hear though. key is that they're saying that the development of Trey Lance is nowhere close to what they expected it mm. to be. Well, so well, I, it, I think it can't be. It can't be because, and nor should it be. The guy missed basically two years of playing fair. football. That's right. He didn't play football his senior year at North Dakota State, or his last year at North Dakota State, he didn't play. He had like one game. That's a great point. And so he didn't play entire rookie season, right? So when you look at that, that's two years away from football. He's not going to look good. Patrick Mahomes played. 
And then he played at the end of his rookie season. And then they said, you know what? We getting ready to roll with the dice with him. So you knew, based on what went on in Kansas City, that he was ready to take over for Alex Smith. That's not the case with the 49ers. The 49ers are 26 and 14 when Jimmy G plays. Ooh. He's 7 and 18. They're 7 and 18 mm-hmm. under Shanahan when he doesn't when play. He does yeah. So that's a problem. Now you say, well, what's the big problem? Is because you stuck. It has to be about the future of the 49ers as well as today. If they win, great. You figure it out later. But if they don't win, you now have lost draft capital for a quarterback that can walk out. But if you decide to roll with him at the end of the year, you've got to make a decision at the end of the year if he's good enough to bring back. What, what is it called, uh, Evan, when they, they could tag him? Um, it's not a. It's so not the a, non, they can use the non-exclusive franchise tag, which would mean they tag him, but other teams would have an opportunity to negotiate or or talk to Jimmy G, and then they could work out a trade. They would get compensation in that scenario, but there is a non-exclusive franchise tag that they could use so that they tag him and get compensation when he becomes a free agent, but doesn't necessarily tie them to him, and then Jimmy's. Uh, salary is less than if they use the exclusive tag. So there's parameters around both the exclusive and the non-exclusive tag. But in this scenario, because they're not really looking to pay Jimmy a whole ton of money to keep him, they're just looking at compensation. That's the one they would use. So, so if I'm them, Max and Jay, I bring Jimmy back, and I hope he goes takes us as far as possible, then I do exactly what Evan said. I use one of those tags so because he'll still have a market. I'll use one of those tags. So if I lose him, you get compensation. Third then I'll get some compensation. Yeah. So but, I'm great. But listen, isn't it interesting? Who are the two best quarterbacks in football? Most people would say now that Tom Brady's gone, right? Rodgers and, and Mahomes. Rodgers sat for years, plural, before he got to take over, and he as soon as he started, he was amazing. Patrick Holmes, Mahomes, a full year, and then as soon as he took over, he was amazing. Take another dude, Josh Allen. They gave him. Two, three years to develop before the expectations were there. And every year you saw him getting better and better. I don't know why that's not considered a good model. And the Niners have that. And the luxury of an excellent quarterback while they're developing the guy. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. Brought to you by Nature Valley. Nature Valley Sweet and salt or Salty Bars help you make the most of your outdoor time from the backyard to the slopes and anywhere in between. Enjoy a Sweet and Salty Bar wherever you are. For every adventure, there's Nature Valley. Jimmy G ain't the only quarterback being underrated this offseason. That's next. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, ESPN2. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. 
See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. $45 million cap hit. They can either have him play out the final year of his deal, they can extend him to get that cap number down to a more reasonable figure, or they can trade him. The Carolina Panthers are quarterback desperate. My guess is they're calling everybody with a with a veteran quality quarterback. Kyle Shanahan, Mike McDaniel, all these guys love Kirk Cousins. All those guys think so highly of him. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average. Courtney Cronin joins us now, our Vikings and soon-to-be Bears reporter. Can't just have that level work on one team. You've got to start expanding that. Good morning, Courtney. Good morning. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks for coming on. As always, Courtney, let's uh, all take a listen to Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell last week at his intro press conference. Uh, on quarterback Kirk Cousins. Kirk's played at a a very high level, and he's done a lot of really good things um, throughout his career. I know who he is as a player, and I know what he's capable of, and part of our job as coaches is is maximizing uh, a player's ability to go out every single Sunday and have success. So uh, I feel like that's going to be an advantage for us as we build our system offensively. Make sure we really focus on the things Kirk does well, which I, I do think are a lot of aspects of playing the position. Um, it takes all 11 to move the football on offense, to run it, to throw it, uh, to score points in the red zone. Um, but, but uh, you know, I'm anticipating Kirk being a part of what we do. Then yesterday, when asked by Chad Hartman on WCCO in Minneapolis whether he can say without hesitation that Kirk Cousins will be on the Vikings roster come training camp. Kevin O'Connell said, and this is a quote, training camp is a long way in my mind from a standpoint of what any position may look like, end quote. Football people always have to use more words. (laughs) Training camp is a long way in my mind from a standpoint of what... O'Connell later added, I love Kirk Cousins, I do. I think he's clearly shown in this league the skill set, the intangibles at the quarterback position to play at a high level. Courtney, is there a different tone now coming from the organization when it comes to Kirk Cousins with the head coach yeah and he's going to speak today along with his new offensive coordinator Wes Phillips and defensive coordinator Ed Donatel and that's a week removed from when Kevin O'Connell was officially announced and we asked him about Kirk Cousins and the future at the quarterback position in Minnesota and of course like in a press conference setting like that in the way that he said that he anticipates Kirk being a part of what they do going forward, I don't know any other way for him to to phrase it than that, but there is a little bit of hesitation. It's not coming in gung-ho like, I love Kirk Cousins. I took this job for Kirk Cousins. Like, he's my quarterback of the future. Like, he didn't say that. What he said, he kind of hedged a little bit. And obviously in in what he said on WCCO Radio in Minneapolis yesterday – sounds like it's walking it back just a little bit or, or more so just protecting O'Connell so it doesn't look like in a couple weeks if they end up finding a trade partner for Kirk Cousins that he wasn't um, you know, doing all he could to, to keep Kirk Cousins here. I mean, there were a lot of things that Kevin O'Connell said last Thursday about Kirk Cousins, about what he can get out of Kirk Cousins, and then the comparison between Matthew Stafford of the Rams and Kirk Cousins. And I just think that for all that you hear about oh, like the team is committed to him, like they want potentially to talk about an extension, things like that. Like remember what time it is 
This is the end of February, a week before the combine. This is when teams are trying to posture sometimes to show like, hey, we know we really do like this guy. We're not giving him away for free. Read between the lines. He has a $35 million base salary that's already fully guaranteed. The Vikings, if they do, if they end up trading him, they don't want to be on the hook for what's already the most of most of it, what's already guaranteed. So I think that that's kind of where that comes from. But there should be no certainty right now of who's playing quarterback in Minnesota in 2022. That's still to be determined. Courtney, it's called lying season lying rather, than, season. rather than the off season. So you mentioned the $35 million guaranteed. I think the cap is around $44, $45 million cap number. So in his last year in Minnesota right now, what should the Vikings do with Kirk Cousins in the quarterback position? I th- the best case scenario, and I wrote this the other day at ESPN.com, is you trade him. And you can find some another trade partner, whether it's Carolina. I know that they've been rumored, obviously, because of Sam Darnold, and, and they picked up his fifth-year option. And, you know, Matt Rule might be trying to save his job so you can get a competent veteran quarterback like Kirk Cousins. Like, if you could pull off a trade with a team where, A, the financial responsibility for you is not – taking on the entire base salary because that would effectively be what would you do if you cut him or something like that. If you can find a way to lessen that burden and also get draft capital in return and getting a competent quarterback for one year at least and being able to draft somebody, that would be the best case scenario. And and that's why I think that exploring all trade options should be on the table right now. The worst possible scenario that they do would be to give him an extension solely because you realize your cap situation. They're, they're about like $15.5 million over. There, there's ways to fix that. I mean, you really could theoretically let him play out that $45 million cap hit and then just part ways with him next year, but that means other areas of the roster are going to be affected. But if you think, oh, man, we've, we've, we've got to try to be competitive this year because ownership wants us to be competitive, to – extend him solely for those purposes and then you're in this same spot next year if you go eight and nine or even if you make the playoffs and lose in the wild card like it's basically delaying the inevitable that we we've seen Kirk Cousins ceiling that that is a thing that needs to be said and I know that no coach is going to say that but we have seen the best of what can come out of Kirk Cousins and I just don't know how much longer the Minnesota Vikings should sign up for that so let me ask you this, because Jay, Jay has been swinging at the fences for this one, but I'm going to steal it and use it with you. If if some reason Aaron Rodgers is not in that division, mm-hmm. does it change their thought process about Kirk Cousins? Because they don't have to do it today. They can simply sit back, right, and wait for Aaron Rodgers to tell the Green Bay Packers what it is that they – what it is that he is going to do before they make a move in Minnesota. Yeah, if if – if Rodgers is gone from the division and Kirk Cousins is here, the Vikings are undoubtedly the best team in the NFC North. You know, best quarterback, best chance to actually succeed next year. If Rodgers is, is still around, then obviously that changes the conversation. But I think that more than, more than just like, oh, can we win the division? Can we like, you know, what Ryan Poles had said in Chicago, can we take the North and not give it back? Um, I don't know that they're honestly, that that would honestly factor in all that much to it. Just because of, you have to think about what you're signing up for now and then what that could potentially mean if you end up giving him an extension for the next couple years. Like, do you have enough wherewithal to continue to rebuild that defense, which they tried and honestly it didn't work out last year, to do that and keep a Kirk Cousins in, in place? And, and financially, this 
we've seen the structures of his deals before. He's not going to take a pay cut. Like there is no indication of that, given the way that he's he's done these deals with his representation. They've done a tremendous job, honestly, in terms of the player empowerment element of all the guarantees and all that. But I just can't see the Vikings looking at it through the vacuum of, well, Rodgers is leaving Green Bay. Maybe we should change our plan. I think that the plan should be and continue to be we need to explore all options to try to trade Kirk Cousins to lessen the financial burden, but also to start fresh at the position with a new coach, a new regime. And, you know, it's a similar scheme to what they've run the last couple of years, but we've seen how good Kirk Cousins can be in that scheme, but also where his ceiling is. Like, I just don't buy the argument, guys, that. We hear this every year that Kirk Cousins gets a new offensive coordinator, and it's a lot. And he's played in these Kubiak-Shanahan systems before. Are we really anticipating that Kevin O'Connell is going to be the guy who gets the most out of Kirk Cousins? Like we've, I've, That's a tired argument. We're, we've heard it way too many but, times. But, Courtney, can't you do all that at the same time? I mean, can't you assess what the marketplace is for Kirk Cousins while assessing what's happening with Aaron Rodgers? Can't you do all that? It's just a process, right? You're just taking your time with the decision. I mean, you can. I just think that, like, I, I just wouldn't say that they need to, like, look and see what Green Bay is doing and then make their decision. I think that their decision needs to be for the long-term viability of this offense and realizing if you do end up – they have the 12th overall pick. Like, we know what this quarterback draft class looks like and who might be available there. Like, if you have a Kenny Pickett, wouldn't you rather – I think the, the whole thing stems back to – comes back to, like, would you rather – potentially take a little bit of a step back this year to set yourself up for longer-term success with O'Connell. The Vikings are a team that doesn't do this all that often of, like, firing, uh, bringing coaches and then firing them. Like, Mike Zimmer was here for eight seasons. Rick Spielman was the GM for 16. Ownership does not want to have to do this again in a couple years. So I think that you have to be realistic with it in the present time of, okay, like, what's – we're not going to go for, like, the, the, the short-term gain. We want to go for, like, the long-term effect. And I think that that's why Kirk Cousins is such a critical part of this equation because everything starts and ends at the quarterback position. Everything starts and ends for this team this offseason with figuring out the financial restraints or what they can free up to be active players in free agency around Kirk Cousins. That is Courtney Cronin, ladies and gentlemen, our Vikings and soon-to-be Bears reporter. Thank you, Courtney. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. Keyshawn J. Willemax is brought to you by Mako. With Mako and their magic, your car is no longer tragic. If life throws you uh uh-ohs, just say, better get Mako. And go to Mako.com to get an online estimate today. The NBA second half starts tonight, and Jay is going all in. On some, he stole my thunder. This what? is the definition of stealing someone's thunder. What? Well, but then again, he was willing to go to a, to a different place that I was willing to go to, so maybe he deserves to keep the thunder. What's our level of concern? Zero, 50, more to the max. This is zero to the max. The NBA returns from the All-Star break tonight. We're going to get you all ready for all the storylines, a little to the max. Evan, what we got? Yeah, so Max yesterday said that uh, John Moran has the fifth, is fifth on his top five most likely to win finals MVPs. Jay said on Get Up that his bold prediction is the Grizzlies are going to go to the NBA finals. So, 0 what? 50 or to the max, where are you willing to put that, Jay? 0 50 to the max, Grizzlies making the finals. Where are you at? What? 
I mean, I already said it, so I'll just – I'll mark it down. I'll score – I'll go 100% because I'm riding with them 100% to do this. And I obviously know that Phoenix is one of the best teams in the NBA. CP3 being out for six to eight weeks, that's a massive, massive loss for this team. El Capitan, right? Now, Golden State, absolutely loaded. Draymond Green will come back. That will be a huge test. But I will remind people – that this is becoming a really big rivalry. The Grizzlies got the best of Stephen Curry last year. They've also got him this year. Like, it, it's a series that Ja Morant and this young team wants. So, as I know that Golden State will be the favorite, there is something that feels special about what they're building in Memphis. And even if I'm slightly off, I'm still riding with Memphis this year to get there. Mm. Yeah, I would say uh... – you know who you know who John Morant reminds me of. This is the reason I said before Jay did just for the record that they're gonna he's gonna be an MVP Finals candidate. Yeah. John Morant, you know what? Because he reminds me of Joe Burrow. You know, oh, it's not his time. He's ahead of schedule. Da-da. And Joe Burrow's like, I ain't waiting for my turn. My turn is now. Jog gives me the same feeling. I feel like he's built. He's gonna be built for that time of year. And here it comes. And he's on a good, deep, young team. And as Jay pointed out yesterday. They do well against good teams. So, I'm, I'm, you know, all that adds up to a 50 for me getting to the finals. It's hard to get to the finals. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the 50 on this one and follow up, Max. I think, yeah, Ja obviously is very, very dynamic. But let's not be prisoners of the moment, okay? Very inexperienced when it matters in the playoffs. That, that's what matters. Yeah, you get the best of teams in the regular season, but when you got to face a Golden State team or even a Phoenix team, well, let's assume Chris comes back and plays, that's hard to do over a seven-game stretch versus small, bite-sized ones and ones and ones. Yeah, yeah. All right, concern level that the Lakers missed the playoffs, Jay, 0-50 to the max. I'm going to go 50 here right now. They're at the ninth seed. They got a tough schedule down the stretch. No Anthony Davis. Uh, we're gonna, are we going to expect Russell Westbrook? I know Max has been talking about it. Be, be crazy different in the second half? I don't really know. Uh, so I'll go with a 50 on that one. Yeah, I'm going to go to the max. I'm, I'm <laughs> extremely concerned that they're going to miss the playoffs. I understand LeBron James and all those sort of things, star power, all that. I get it. I understand it. But the Lakers are not very good right now, no matter who's on the damn court. So, yeah, I'm going max. Sure panic in my voice, no question about it. I'll go 50 only because you'd have to be 11th in the conference. I mean, I know it's play-in, but if you get to the play-in, I'm going to say you're going to get – it's like, you know, it's postseason. And also you have a good chance still to make the playoffs. So I'm looking at the 11th-seeded team. That's the Spurs with 23 wins, the Lakers 27 wins. The Lakers are like, what, four, four and a game, half four, games yeah, up? Four and a half games ahead. Four and a half games up. I'm going to say it's a 50. I, I, they, have, they have cushion there, too. It's not like the Spurs are setting the world on fire. Playing to the max here, getting ready for the second half of the NBA season. To the max brought to you by Toyota. Make a powerful statement every time you pull up in the pickups. That's five changing the game. The all-new Tundra, Toyota. Let's go places. All right, let's go to the Sixers. Confidence the Sixers can figure things out with James Harden and Joel Embiid this season in the second half. Jay, 0-50 to the max. I'll go, I'll go 50 just because, I, look, I think naturally these two are so gifted that their offensive talents will speak for themselves. But the only reason I don't go 100, Doc Rivers. And like I said before, everybody wants to put all, so much pressure on James Harden. And, and I get it. How will he fit in? Joel Embiid having an MVP type of caliber year. But how Doc Rivers coaches his team, there have been a lot of questions around a lot of moves that Doc has made. I'll go 50 on this one. 
Yeah, I follow up, Jay, exactly what I was going to say. I was going to lean heavy on Doc Rivers mm-hmm. in this situation. Can he get them to coexist on the court? Can he figure some things out? Because since Boston championship with the big three, as far as Doc Rivers' playoffs and, and things of that nature, not have it hasn't been good. It just hasn't been up to snuff. I'm with you guys reasoning 100%, to, but, I, but I will still be at 100 about them figuring it out, and I'll tell you why. It's not about Doc to me. James Harden played the best basketball I'd ever seen him play last year, even though his numbers were down, but he, that was like genius-level point guard to me. Rolled out of bed doing it. I just feel like he's going to be additive. He's going he's gonna to make it his business to figure out. Like I don't think like, oh, Embiid's numbers are going to go down. I don't see that. I just think they're going to win by wider margins now, and I expect James to play an incredible point guard with Embiid. That's the only reason, but I hear what you're saying about Doc, but let's I'll still to, go 100. Let's go to Harden's former team. That's the Nets. Confidence level that Kyrie Irving plays in home games in the NBA playoffs. 0-50 to the max, Jay. I'll go to the max on this one. I, I, I from people I've talked to, very, very, very close to the situation, I, I do think in the next week and a half, two weeks, uh, the vaccine mandate for indoor uh, you know, participation in facilities will be retracted, and I think we will see Kyrie Irving back in a full-time position with the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, I'll go Max in this situation. A lot of what Jay said, reading and listening and hearing that the mandate will be lifted and Kyrie will be back playing indoors sounds pretty uh, promising moving forward. I'm going to the Max. You know what? We have a New York mayor from New York. Not one of these uh, Boston imports we keep getting. So <laughs> guess what? He's not going to sabotage us. Eric Adams going to get Kyrie back out there. Uh, by the way, I'm for vaccine mandates, but that's besides the point. Kyrie's going to play. Yeah, I'm all the way to the max on this. All right. Confidence level that the Bulls get to the NBA Finals for the first time since the last dance. Zero fifty to the max, Jay. I'll go. Uh, I'll go fifty just because. Just because of if the Brooklyn Nets are at full health, I mean, they're, they're going to be top to bottom the best team. But I, I will tell you, if the Bulls are able to get Lonzo Ball back healthy, mm-hmm. Patrick mm-hmm. Williams back, who's coming back off that surgery, Alex Caruso, if they, get, if to be they back? get all of them back, yes. He's training to come back. They're on the verge of him coming back. If they get those three caliber players back with the way DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine, Vucevic has been playing. I'm I'm just trying to tell y'all, I know we don't talk about them enough, and we we need to because the Bulls are the real damn deal, and they could get there. I'm going to go zero. Ah! I I don't have the confidence because of the Brooklyn Nets. I think if you believe that Philadelphia is getting their act together with Embiid and, and James Harden and company, and Doc Rivers can eventually get over that hump. And then you still discount the champions and the Milwaukee Bucks for whatever reason. I don't think that Chicago – I understand they got exciting players with ball and DeMar DeRozan, MVP-type candidate, and Zach Levine. I understand all that, Jay, and you got to do it because you are a farmer bull. But, nah, man, zero. You know, for, for all the, the bluster of the daddy, the ball kids play winning basketball without re- regard to their own numbers. They play unselfish winning team basketball. You mean I Jello? Think, I, what's that? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, come on. Like, it's what? also an issue. Say, of, I, mean, I get three. it, but the, I but the two of them in the league. I'll bet you Jello plays that way too if he was in the league, right? I'll bet you. Maybe that's why he's not in the league. All right, the point is this. Man. I think ball is – I think Lonzo is just additive just like Harden to Embiid. Yep. I think he's just going to make it better. I'm going to go to 50. The Bulls this year, and I said it before the season started, I said it before the previous season, reminded me of the Phoenix Suns last year. Both times, I'm like, ooh, they added this piece? That looks like it fits real nice. 
So, yeah, they're going to have to get a little lucky. Someone's going to have to get hurt on another team, something like that. But that's what happened to Phoenix last year. I'm going to 50. Mm. All right, real quick before we end to the max, just the update on Patrick Williams. This is from Billy Donovan yesterday saying he's progressed well and reiterated there is optimism Optimism Williams will return before the end of the season, barring setbacks. His initial return timeline was four to six months. That would have put him in the late February uh, to late April window. So if he's on track, he could be back for the playoffs. He's trying wow. to tell you, and defensively, he is an animal. If if Patrick Williams becomes the best player on that team eventually, which he has the potential to do, you would think they can win championships because yeah, could, they got they, they are really could really be a good. Pippin like player for them. That'd be amazing if he really did, even without even without his development, they're damn good. We may stay in the Midwest because uh, we got to find out how long Aaron Rodgers is going to keep the Packers waiting. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. And I think he enjoys this. I think he obviously loves going on McAfee. He loves going on there and kind of having everybody wait to see it because I think he likes to control what he wants to control. There will be no news today, no decision about my future today. Very dramatic the way he's doing it, but also he is effusive in his praise of the, the Packers lately. Maybe that's trying to let him down easy, but I think that's the opposite. I, I think you know, Green Bay has been confident throughout. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, ESPN2, Sirius XM Channel 80. Say play ESPN, we pop up on your smart speakers. You can download the podcast. And we are here with Jason Wild, and we're presented by Progressive Insurance. Jason, thanks for joining us this morning. Good morning. Good morning, fellas. Thanks for calling. Jason, what did Brian Gutenkun say yesterday when it comes to fielding calls from other teams for Aaron Rodgers? Well, he said the word hypothetical a lot, for one. That might have been his favorite word with us yesterday, but... Obviously, the window has not technically opened. So somebody asked him about fielding calls, and, and he said, look, nobody can really call. Now, we all know that there are back channels. But, look, this is the timeline here is not waiting for people to call to ask if you want to trade Aaron Rodgers. This is waiting for Aaron Rodgers to say, I want to come back, I want you to trade me, or I want to retire. And then they go from there. And so that is what the Packers are waiting for from Aaron Rodgers. And then they can start moving forward. I think they are of the belief that Aaron Rodgers wants to come back. They have done all these things to make him want to come back. 
They've hired Tom Clements to be their quarterback's coach. So I think that is their hope and that is their expectation, but that is not what they've been told yet by the quarterback. Jason Wilde with us, Keyshawn J. Willemax, presented by Progressive Insurance. Jason, I was calling him Evander Hollyfield for the first five years of his of his uh, <laughs> professional career. This is an issue I have. Anyway, go ahead, Jay. Go ahead, Key. I know you oh, to jump in. No, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna ask Jason, um, what have they done? independent of Aaron Rodgers outside the quarterback coach and Clement. What what else have they done to assure him of whatever it was that he was asking for last year when he had this quite a fake holdout? Yeah. Uh, Key, the biggest thing they've done is really changed how they communicate with him. And by the way, Max, I've been called so much worse than <laughs> Wild. <laughs> Um, I, look, the, 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 the one thing that I think Brian Gutekunst deserves more credit for than anything is that Aaron Rodgers' complaint was that this team did not communicate with him. They did not include him in these conversations, whether it was about OBJ or bringing back Randall Cobb or all these different aspects that, as Aaron Rodgers put it, affect my ability to do my job. Now, I did ask Brian Gutekunst. We had a small group session with him, just a handful of us beat writers. And I did ask him if the pendulum had maybe swung a little bit too far. You went from not including him in anything to really kind of, I don't want to say groveling for him to come back, but hiring the quarterback's coach he would want to have coach him and including him in all these other conversations. And now there's the Devontae Adams part of this story. So Brian Gutekinds doesn't think that that's the case. He thinks that they are in a really good place relationship-wise. He acknowledged that he needed to change his approach. He said sometimes you have to go through the storm to get to the shine. And so I think they feel like they have changed their culture to some degree at Rogers' urging and that it has been a good thing for their organization. So, Jason, if I'm just curious here, right? Because it feels like when I hear Aaron Rodgers talk, he starts mentioning a lot about Devontae Adams. And, mm-hmm. hey, well, you know, he doesn't want to be tagged. He'd rather have a long-term deal. And I start wondering and pondering, are they a package deal? Yeah, you, you and me both, Jay. I mean, uh, so the challenge here is, and, and Aaron Rodgers kind of said this right from the outset, right, that when he was trying to give people an idea of what the timeline was for him, he tied it into the window for the franchise tag opening, which opened on Tuesday and stays open through March 8th. Now, the question is, how exactly does the franchise tag and Devontae Adams impact Rogers' desire to come back? And, you know, that was one of the questions that Pat McAfee did not ask him directly on Tuesday. And that would be a question that I would want to know directly because, as you said, when they started talking about the franchise tag, Devontae, by the way, on January 5th when we talked to him uh, late in the regular season, was asked about the franchise tag. And he gave one of those answers where he made it very clear how he felt without actually saying how he felt. He said, I'm going to keep it, prof- I like to keep it professional. Uh, it's best that I don't say anything. So it was very clear I don't want the franchise tag. And in talking with Goody yesterday, he acknowledged that the franchise tag makes things acrimonious. So my instinct, and this is just my gut feeling, this is, I do not know this for sure. I'm not reporting this. 
But my instinct is that Aaron Rodgers is basically saying, look, I'm not going to commit to come back until you get something done long-term with Devontae. And if he ends up with a franchise tag, I can't make you any promises that I'm going to come back because Devontae Adams could respond to that by saying, look, I just played on the last year of my contract, took all that risk without any guaranteed money for me, and I set the franchise record for receptions and receiving yards. I'm not playing on a one-year deal again. So I'm going to hold out. You guys can trade me. You can just have me not play for you. But I'm not going to play on the franchise tag. Now, I don't know if he's going to do that, but that sounds like that's a possibility. And I don't think that brings them any closer to having Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. Jason, no, really quick here. Aaron Rodgers really doesn't have the option to just get traded wherever he wants to. It has to be both sides. Am I correct in that? Well, you are, Keith, but here's the so here's the thing, and, and I asked him in one of our Zooms during the regular season because he, you know, he's talking, he's doing all this stuff about gratitude and everything else, but he keeps talking nostalgically about how much he loves Green Bay and how everything has changed. But he was also obviously playing at an MVP level, and I said, "Tell me if I'm wrong, but it sounds to me like the question is, are you going to play here or play somewhere else next year?" and retirement is off the table. And he quickly corrected me and said, no, I wouldn't rule out retirement. But you tell me, you've been in negotiations before. To me, that's just keeping that club in his bag. So if for some reason the trade were were to be somewhere that he didn't want to go, then he can say, no, no, I think I'll just retire then. So I, I think he has a certain measure of control over where he gets traded. But you're right, like, Let's just say he wanted to go to San Francisco, which I don't think is realistic. They're not going to let that happen. They're smart enough not to do that. Jason Wildey, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thanks, fellas. Take care. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.